Oh, should we just the, the big red button? You know, why not? I mean, should we actually start? Is that we we might we, we might want to do that. Maybe we'll give it a proper you know proper uh, top and tail or whatever they call it here. But again, this is an interactive trivia game. If you go to the website uh, that we have written here on the sandwich board, it is crowd.live slash bwqueens. You can play along uh, with this game, and we're going to have some prizes, and we're going to... I mean, the ultimate prize is that we're all here, and that we're going to nerd out on some rap shit tonight. Um, so, yeah, let's... We didn't really talk about how we, we were going to start these things, we did, did we? we? But this is an amateur... <laughs> well... <laughs> Not an amateur thing. I'm going to introduce my uh, co-host here. He is the host of the award-winning, Webby Award-winning Almanac of Rap podcast. Awards don't mean shit. Sheesh. Sheesh. Awards don't mean shit. Feeling like a real underachiever here, the only non-award-winning podcast uh, host on the stage tonight. But you know what? We, we don't know what the future is going to bring. Um, he's a member of the rap group Tanya Morgan. He's a DJ. He's a funny guy. He's a hip-hop brainiac. Make some noise for Don Will. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And my co-host, my second host, the second host is the host of the questions. And as you can see in front of us, you can't see in Radio Land, he has a published board game, The Questions. Um, you can buy it as a stocking stuffer or just as a table treat, you know what I'm saying? Make some noise for Sean Kantrowitz, all the way from L.A. And boy, are my arms tired. Um, and we are joined here tonight by two, I would say, definitely pioneers in the space of podcasting. Absolutely. You can, you can give me notes on that if you, if you disagree. Don's breaking stuff already. Um, uh, from a waste of time... Uh, to the video sketches that you guys have done. You are recording artists and recent award winners for your fantastic limited series podcast, The Blog Era, uh, produced in conjunction with Pharrell Williams' uh, Other Tone. Uh, Jeff and Eric Rosenthal of It's The Real. Hey! Four-time Signal Award winner. <laughs> Let's go. What is it like... Four categories, or, or what? What are the yeah. four? Uh, four categories. Uh, one was like arts, culture, and like lifestyle, right? Yeah. And the other one was documentary. documentary. And then we got two listeners' awards, yeah, which I think matter more. The people, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I just want to clarify: arts, culture, and lifestyle. That's like one category with three. You guys are seven-time award winners. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> Huge. You swept them. That and there's, a- there's two of them, so really they're 14-time wow. award winners. Holy shit. This is making Sean look really, really bad right now. <laughs> Anybody want to buy hard, a card game? a lot of hard <laughs> work. Um, you know, we're so happy to be here at Beer Wax Queens. This is a beautiful location. Shout out to Chris Maestro for uh, setting yeah. this up. I'm so appreciative and so super appreciative for all of you who came out tonight. On a, on a Thursday night, going up on a Thursday. Um, so, you know, this is going to be a hybrid of both the Almanac of Rap and the questions. Yes. And we're going to get into it. You know, here we are uh, in such an interesting time in the podcast and hip-hop space, and you guys just did this incredible series. Can you tell us a little bit, like, you, you guys have obviously been creating content for a while. Yeah. What was the seed for the blog era specifically? Well... 
I don't know if anybody has uh, logged into nawrite.com or misinfo.tv or any of the hundreds of blogs that do not exist anymore, but we recognize that there was, you know, this this period of time that was clearly still running things, Drake, J. Cole, uh, Wale, on and on and on, Nicki Minaj and, and Currency and Wiz. All these artists are still around 15 years after they started, but the places that really put them on were not and yeah. there were a whole lot of people out there who had no idea how these superstars ever made it to the stage of like you know selling out Madison Square Garden for eight shows in a row yeah and also I mean like it's it's such a, a meaty story that involved race and involved capitalism and involved um, these big questions and about the American dream and that scene that snatched away like or built and then snatched away like we, we just felt like it was a story worth telling and that nobody could tell it like we could. Yeah, so we had the access. Like you said, we've been around for, at, at this point, 16 years, but like let's say 13 years in 2020. And we were like, all right, let's reach out to people. Um, Sean, you know what it's like. Everyone's at home. They're stuck and they're you know, waiting on a phone call. Right. And we, we were like, cool, let's call 150 people and let's really break down in these four-hour conversations what the journey, what the arc was like. We got a six-by-four bulletin board from Staples and filled it up in these giant episode rectangles and and just went through and told the story and uh, and worked on it quietly. Like, we didn't... Yeah. We didn't let anybody know what we were doing because we had this, this weekly podcast and all of a sudden we didn't. I did see you guys taking road trips. Yes, that was is that true. part yeah. of what this was? The road trips, was that part of it? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, some people just like to enjoy the open road of this fine country, yeah. John. No, I mean, honestly, like the road trip was like, let's get the hell out of our apartment. Well, okay, partially. okay. It was also that currency who has promised us his Rockefeller chain <laughs> for uh, 15 years suddenly one day was like, hey, if you come down to New Orleans, like, I'll get it. I'll dig it out of a drawer and give it to you. And we were like, great, we'll see you in a week. <laughs> Called his bluff right yeah. there. And, you know, uh, at the time, no one was flying on any airlines. It cost $50 to get to Dallas on Delta. And we're like, okay, let's go. And then we rented a car and we drove 18 days through 10 cities, you know, and videotaped ourselves the whole way. But so in having four-hour conversations with 150 people, that's yep. a lot of conversations. Yep. I'm sure something was left on the cutting room floor. Was so there, much. Was there one particular story or thing that you wish you could have put into the put into the episode? Yeah, there's episodes. There's there's. Okay, we we covered a lot of ground. The, we called it the blog era. Like yeah. it it comes across as the definitive project about this time there's so much that didn't make it there's so many websites that we didn't talk about there's so many artists that we didn't cover there's so many like areas that that were very meaningful to the creation and and cultivation of this time so we didn't get to everything um but i think one of the things that we really focused a lot on that was a very late scratch was the lower east side and really getting into like all those skate shops and all yeah. those sneaker stores and the vibe that came out of streetwear. So when you're talking about, like, um, what are some of the brands? What was... Uh, New York cut, thing. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Not to cut you off. What was, this, what was the shop that um, Chase Infinite had? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, I, I can picture Black it. Blackscale? Was it Blackscale? 
I don't. He did have black scale. Was it? Yeah. It carried a bunch of people. It carried a bunch of retailers. But I remember, yeah. I went down there and ASAP Rocky and Bun B were both in the store. Yeah. And it was that was just like really regular. So yeah. like that Lower East Side thing was amazing. There was a there was a bench that was like. Uh, I don't know, got really famous and like a lot of people just like sat there and the New York Post covered it and it became like a thing. It, there's a big, big scene that happened on the Lower East Side in terms of like transitioning from big baggy clothes, like this down south sort of attitude to all of a sudden, you know, we're going to start wearing skinny jeans. We're going to wear all over prints. We're going to like really switch this up. Yeah. And then I would say, uh, so there's a reason why money doesn't enter the hip hop internet for... 15 years and that's because there was a bubble back in like the 2000s um and so like you had like a lot of people just like completely take baths you know uh diddy russell simmons um just a lot of people who lost like millions of dollars on the internet and so that's why you get like the not rights and all these people who start in uh independently um starting their their websites oh wow yeah yeah that i didn't know Super yeah. fascinating. So if you, anybody listening to this, if you haven't, you know, you can, it's available everywhere. It's a tight 10 episodes, right? 10 and a half. 10 and a half, yeah. Yeah. 14 awards. <laughs> yeah. 14 <laughs> awards, you know. You do the math. You yeah, can do yeah, the yeah. division, every award. And, uh, well, no, I'm not going to try to do the mental math right there, but trust <laughs> me, it all works out. It's, it's very calculated. Um, so we're going to do some hip-hop trivia. We're going to do some discussions. We've got a lot of uh, topic points that we think that you guys are going to want to you know, explore with us. Yeah. This is the nerdy. You are all in the nerdiest place that you could be right now. <laughs> when I walked in, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> you, you felt the vibes. Yeah. Now, my question, the first question that I have before we start is, are we, are, is this a house divided? Are we going to have the Rosenthal's square off against each other? Or are you a team? Fuck it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so somebody wants to get the fifteenth award tonight. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the yeah, we'll 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 you keep know, a tally then. So, guys, we 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 did these sketches. We started our career in two thousand seven. We did these YouTube sketches. So every week, you know, we're we're shooting, and this was a lot. It was a lot to do. It was a lot to think of. You wanted to make it fresh, or whatever. So you worked all week to put out a three and a half or four minute video, right? And I remember, like, almost immediately. All these rappers, Bun B and Clips and um, Cameron and on and on, wanted to be a part of this thing. And one of the people who reached out to, to work with us was a manager for Joel Ortiz. And he got such a kick out of the fact that when, when Jeff and I went down to Brooklyn to shoot this sketch with Joel that while they were working on some music, Jeff and I were out in the hallway yelling at each other. Like, just about the creative vision for this little video that, like, you know, however many people would see it, but we were screaming our heads out, like, thinking that no one else is going to hear us. And this, this guy, Mike, who managed Joel Ortiz at the time, comes out and he was like, that is what's going to sell. He was like, you guys hating each other? That's it. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to dedicate this game tonight to Mike. That's right. He saw the vision. He knew what was up. And I now have, I have to ask one question before the game starts. Yeah. yeah. So like that that vision of you two yelling at each other in the hallway. Yep. It made me wonder: Is that like the relationship? Has that been the the whole time when you guys were kids? Is it just like that? Really. No. Yeah. No. I mean, like we 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 obviously uh, get get to. We get along better than we fight, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So when I'm, you guys honestly, hang out with that Mike guy, he's a bad influence. So <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't even really... I wasn't saying do you guys fight a lot, but just like the... Like, have you guys been imagining 
together your whole life. Like, have yeah. you guys been creative partners for... Yeah, like, yeah. We, would, we would be down, like, building worlds in our parents' basements, like, for hours and hours on end. And, and yeah, we created videos long, long, long before we even, like, had a place to show them, like, YouTube. So but we, It's the Real was never, like, the vision. Nope. Like, it was, Eric was working as a videographer for all these big artists, and then I was in college, and I wanted to be a writer for Rolling Stone, and then, like, those two visions just, like, happened to align, you know? Yeah. Listen, we, we grew up loving hip-hop in, in all the ways that an outsider could, you know, 30 minutes north of New York City, and uh, we created a, a way to let our voices matter in a, in a way that just hadn't before, and... You know, it, 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 it in itself was an interesting sort of intersection where, like, technology allowed us to have an audience and let our voice, like, ring true, and we gained a big audience. And that's from, again, artists like Cam and Bun and Clips and all that to uh, people that would stop us on the street and be like, wow, you guys are really, like, doing something. Even, yeah. like, we were at SOBs. I don't know the first time that you ever went to SOBs, but it was huge for us. We moved down to the city. It's 2007. We're invited to a CMJ week. Remember CMJ? Yeah. I remember CMJ long. I, I miss CMJ so yeah. much. Yeah, it, it, CMJ was a was a college music journal, and it was a big festival around the city. And so they would turn restaurants and actual music venues and you know closets into places where like artists could perform. Yep. And maybe some journalist is going to come and be like, you know what, Don will, he's next up. You know, that, that was it. That yeah, was literally yeah. what was going through my mind. No, <laughs> like truly, and like we went and we we, we saw um, one night it was uh, Mickey Fax, Asher Roth. No, 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 no. It was it was uh, Wiz. Oh, sorry, Mickey and Charles Hamilton. And Charles Hamilton, and there was like no one in the audience. Right, it was like three people. One of them was Paul Cantor from Double XL, <laughs> and and we were just like, wow, this is incredible. Anyway, so uh, we go, we are invited to a show, a showcase at SOBs that Mark Ronson was doing for his label called Alito. And Wale was one of the, the like headline acts and they had UCB like performing with him and we're led into SOBs and it is super packed out and it's just smoky and all the lights are just going around and it's and it's just everything that we thought New York City was, right? And out of the blue walked DJ Green Lantern, one of our like heroes, and because we grew up listening to Hot 97 all the time and like all the Mixmaster weekends and Green was just so inventive and so different and, and so epic and we just couldn't like, you know, imagine what this guy was like and all of a sudden he walks up to us and he was like, hey I really fuck with your videos you know, keep your foot down and, and don't like let up and then he like disappeared and we're like, what the fuck is New York? Like, this place is, like, incredible, right? New York! Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was incredible. Well, really, really awesome. inspiring story. You guys made it together. But tonight, it is a Rosenthal bloodbath. Yeah. So we're going to take all those feelings, separate them. Yeah, well, I mean, like, both of us, I think, are pretty, de- like, determined that we're both going to not be good at this. Oh, good. Yeah. And so, like, it's about who loses less worse. <laughs> so the, the loser actually wins, is what you're saying. Oh, the loser sure. who loses the least. Yeah. No? Yes. Yeah. Something. All right. So uh, if you're all here and you want to play along, this is the last call. Go to the website written on the board here. It's crowd.live slash bwqueens. We're going to get this started with a test question just to make sure that... Um, Everybody's phones are working, so uh, we're going to 
get into this and just rank your hip-hop trivia skills. Are you a rap encyclopedia? I know a bit, but I'm not a nerd. I'm a real casual listener. Or hip-hop, I thought this was a Farmer's Almanac meetup. So uh, everybody see that on your phones? Everybody good? Yeah? Awesome. I I answered right. (laughs) Okay, yeah, we're getting these votes in. And we can see how you all vote, too, by the way. So um, everybody is ready to go. Don, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. The almanac of rap questions, baby, with It's the Real. We're going to get into our first round, and the first round is our multiple choice. It is called The Choice is Yours. These are general multiple choice questions. And here we go. Which of these Kanye West albums was the last to feature good music act GLC? Was it The College Dropout, Late Registration, Graduation, or Yeezus? Get those answers in, folks. You know that we had to touch on the good music era with our, with our guests yeah, who are here. Absolutely. Yeah. It would be bad business to not touch on good music. And uh, I mean, Kanye has never been associated with bad business, so we, we never, <laughs> never. couldn't do that. Get those answers in, folks, because we do have a time. Okay, our time is now up. Uh, it's the real, Jeff and Eric. Yeah. Right, I sort of want to be part of a team suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, my time ran out. <laughs> Time ran out. Okay. Uh, so, see, you guys are both, you are both losing we right are, now. Yeah. You're, doing, you're doing great. If As promised. Yeah, we are. I put in uh, uh, late registration. You put in late registration. I'd also like to say uh, I was Kanye's videographer, so no. I, I really do appreciate the, you know, sort of connection here. Well, wait, what, and was, it makes last, me... what was his last anti-Semitic album? <laughs> was, that, was that A, the college dropout, B, late registration, I mean, if you really dig for it, I'm sure you can find something in all of them, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Uh, no, Eric, trust me, we, we're, we're, we're crafting this game for you. No, we're no, no. I, I, I believe it. I just want to like, let the people know how disappointing it's going to be when I lose worse than Jeff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we got a bunch of answers in, and we're going to reveal what that answer was. The answer was his second album, yes. Late Registration. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another interesting tidbit. Tonight is actually the 13th anniversary of GLC's first and only album. Wow. Uh, one that I can't say that I know super well. I don't yeah. know if... The, did that get a lot of burn for you guys? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> but but are, we, are we doing this tonight because of him? <laughs> Ladies and tonight. gentlemen, GLC! GLC! Special invited guest. You remember when there used to be, I mean, they probably still do this, but when they would have, like, nights at clubs and they would list on the flyer the invited guests? Oh, yeah. Like, like the guests of honor? Like, yeah. Do they still do that? I'm, they, I'm so he, removed. Yes, because Jeff and I were invited guests on a boat <laughs> that went around New York City. Oh, and yeah. And there were, like, a million people. It was just, like, invited guests, and, like, it meant nothing. By the way, I hate boats. <laughs> boats suck. Yes, thank you. The last time I was on a boat was, a, um, it was Combat Jack was hosting a party on a boat. How'd we it go? There. I was there when they broke the ceiling. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the one. We yeah. were invited guests. Yeah, I, I never, I, it was a good time. I never went back on a boat. Yeah. That was it. 
Uh, we were, you were happy to decline it. I was on a boat once at South by Southwest. This is the oddest. It was my friends and roommates at the time, Soliloquists of Sound, who were this like experimental hip-hop group from Orlando, Florida. Blueprint from Rhyme Sayers, Soul Position, and Kill a Priest. And we were on a lake in Austin, Texas, just sort of like aimlessly <laughs> circling. And uh, probably the last time I was on a boat, actually. Yeah. All right, real quick it. question. Yeah. Uh, r- real quick um, story. Okay, Jeff and I were invited guests at a club during Grammy week when it was here in New York. This has to be like five years ago. Um, and we're on, you know, we're on this couch at this club. We're like hosts or something, right? And all of a sudden, so I'm checking Twitter because that's what you do when you're at a club. And now known as X. Somebody, yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody added us and was just like, did I really just hear your song Waco on The Tonight Show? And I was just like, I don't think so. And we weren't there. And then uh, he sent a video. So I'm at the club with my like phone, really like really struggling to find out like what this is. And the Roots played our music for a guy who was on a show on NBC called Waco. And so I'm just like, the Roots are in town, and they were doing their jam, their Grammy Week jam yeah, yeah. at uh, uh, Irving Plaza or whatever, uh, right? Or or Webster Hall or one of those. Yes, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah, Webster like, Hall. I was like Jeff. We have to leave. So we ran out of that club, went over to... Gramercy. Gramercy. And uh, we went downstairs, and we're hanging out. We're waiting to see Amir to be oh like, yo, God. thank you. Like, that was, like, so thoughtful and incredible and, and mind-blowing. And while we were there, you God, who we don't know, and his manager come up to us, and they have a new book out. And we're like, oh, okay, nice to meet you. I was, I was there this night, I remember and and so you you got by the way we don't we don't know you got you got doesn't know us like and his manager came up and he was like these legends he was like guys i have one last copy of you god's book which is coming out next week and i want to give it to you and you god was like do not give it to these guys like what are you thinking right <laughs> and so we were like yeah do not give us the book like congratulations uh you know yeah like but also we didn't want to carry it around through new york like it's like it's fine you don't have to do this but it was it was very much foisted upon us and so we're holding this book for the rest of our night right so we're standing there like waiting for like amir to, and we're like yo amir like here like thank you so much right (laughs) and then we went up and we watched them play and we're standing in the audience like we just got out of class like holding like you god's book (laughs) next to you god who is very much not happy that we had that last copy so i have one last reveal here and this is the most perhaps masturbatory inside baseball podcast that has ever existed i am okay so as some background on okay player on the message boards yes we're all aware of them I was a devotee of that message board, and when The Roots took The Tonight Show, Amir started a thread in which he would reveal who the guests were going to be, and he would consult with a group of about five to ten of us, including myself, to suggest walk-ons, and I would have to check a long-forgotten Google Drive sheet, but I am... 75% 75% sure that I may have suggested Waco for them wow. to play. Oh, that that's crazy. Wow. Do we have a book for you? <laughs> <laughs> Is it by one of my favorite Wu-Tang members? Ladies and gentlemen, you got You got <laughs> He just walks in holding the book. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, Thank you. Well, well, well I'm sure that it yeah. was an amazing moment, and uh, yeah, I just uh, I can't believe that when you said that, I was like, oh my god, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, it's um, like therapy. 
Yeah, you can't hear this if you're listening at home, but we're all laying on couches right now, mm-hmm. just sort of staring up at the ceiling. Um, <laughs> we're going to move on to the next question in our round. So check your phones, make sure that you're... So we're going to count that as a point for Jeff, no point for Eric. That's right. Okay, so one point, Jeff. All Um, right. Rockefeller Records catalog features solo albums by members from all of these groups except for one of them. Is it The Diplomats, The Locks, MOP, or State Property? I have sent my answer. He has said his answer. answer. Everybody else is getting him in. You got 15 seconds left. Get him in, get him in, get him in course we had to show some love to the rock as well because i know that that's another yeah you guys have done amazing work behind the rock thank you very much but let's see what the answer was uh jeff what is your answer i said be the locks you said be the locks eric what is your answer okay i i also said be the locks and then i read the rest of the answers and i was like i realized why i was wrong but well okay get to that we about 50 percent of our audience got this one correct so Diplomatic Community, Joel Santana, they, they all dropped albums. Cameron, you know, uh, on The Rock. Yeah. yeah. Um, State Property, obviously, we had Beanie Siegel, yeah, Freeway, yeah. Um, you know, Young Guns. Jada Kiss actually put out The Last Kiss yeah. Uh, yeah. through Rockefeller Records, which means that the correct answer was MOP. Oh. Yeah. Hard not to uh, play that whole song. Yeah. See, I rate it as solo members by or also solo members by solo albums by all members. So that's the problem. So you're blaming the writer of these questions. <laughs> no, no, no. Like it's, it's Jeff, written correctly. I definitely read it. Sean wrong. got our song on the Tonight Show. Like, yeah, you oh, owe nice. me, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. So that's a point for Sean. That is a point yeah. for Sean. Also, um, we were uh, we were with the Locks. Two weeks ago, yeah, up in Westchester, and Jada was like, "Hey, did you ever get the Rockefeller chain from Currency?" And we're like, "We did not." And he was like, "You know, they owe me one too." So I really like, I hit this because I was so happy to see their name, and then I was just like, "Nope, I, I know I'm wrong." Yeah, and you should be happy as well because you guys have such a special relationship with the Locks, with your uh, one of your many other projects. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah, you review films. What was the last film that you guys reviewed? Almost Famous. Yeah. With the locks. (laughs) What is Almost Famous? I feel like I know this. Almost Famous was the story about the, really, the Rolling Stone writer. Cameron Um, Crowe. Yeah. yeah. It was was like a period period piece thing. Correct. And it is... Isn't everything a period piece? True. Wow. (laughs) Period. Period. It's a a fantastic movie. Uh, It was great to watch it with them. We do have plans for more episodes. We really try to, like, make this happen with everyone. We should do a podcast with MOP. (laughs) You should. It would probably be easier. I got... What is... um, um, Not Billy, the other guy. Why am I blanking on the names? From MOP? Yes. It's Billy and uh, Lil Fame. Fame. Lil Fame. Last time I saw Fame, I was at uh, uh, my friend Carlos. Shout out to Classic Material. Took me to their studio. And I walk in, and Fame immediately starts roasting me. He was like, you got this poodle here looking nigga over here with you for? Wow. Wow. (laughs) 
And it was just like, ha-ha, okay, <laughs> I'm being roasted by, like, what do you do? That's Especially to a member of MLP. Yeah, you know? I was like, like, I was you like you're right, can I have some Hennessy, please? <laughs> Yo, thank you. By the way, he didn't even put out a solo album <laughs> with Rockefeller, so it's like... Exactly, on, exactly. Yeah. So who's got the last laugh now? That's right, yeah. that's right. This is like when you have a bad interaction with somebody, and then later on when you get home, you realize what you should have said to him, you're going to, like, have this in your yeah, head. Yeah, so, yeah. like, when the next time you see him out, he's going to be at a restaurant with his family, <laughs> dining, you're just going to run up, you didn't even drop an album on The Rock! <laughs> By the way, I was so happy today that Don Will put up the video of his actual Webby Award. Yes. It's been so long since you received it. Thank you. There was such Thank an excitement you. around it, and it was well-deserved. But to see you actually like holding the award is really awesome. I literally forgot that I had <laughs> that. I, got to put, I, I take pictures of stuff and just put my phone away. And I was like, what can I do to, to post about this? And I was like, oh, you have a Webby Award. They have signal awards. Did they send you? Did they send you the actual award, or did you have to pick it up from somewhere? They they sent it to me. That's awesome. I got to, um, I got a whole unboxing video. I just never posted. It's great it. content. It is. I'm bad at content. Oh. well, Sean's even worse. He doesn't even have a Webby. I don't, I don't have anything. <laughs> this is this is a 15 time award winning podcast trifecta, and I'm contributing nothing to it. I'm, I'm dead weight. They're just like, yeah, what do you? Yeah, that's nice. Your little card game. That's amazing. You don't, you don't got the bling, son. The yeah. bling. <laughs> it's just a slinky. It's fine. Yeah, but it's a cool, it's a limited slinky. Isn't sure. everything kind of stupid when you think about it? It's everything like, oh, is, they, yeah. everything yeah. is stupid. Yeah. Awards don't matter. Yeah, awards don't matter. They do and not. every, uh, every what, what was the thing you said earlier? Every, every something is a... Uh, it reminded me of the, every photo is a throwback photo. That's but, what uh, I said. Every photo is a throwback <laughs> every, photo. Everything is a period piece. Every, yeah. every film is a period piece. <laughs> every film is a period piece. Did, uh, am, am I guessing, period. did you guys introduce Almost Famous to the Locks, or were you guys both reviewing it together? Uh, I think that some of them had seen it. Is that true? Maybe it, Styles? Yeah. I, I, look, every member of the Locks oh, no, no, no. claims Sorry. that they've watched every movie. but Sheik uh, asked for it. Oh, that's right. Which was a total surprise because Sheik only likes like Family Guy. <laughs> You're getting nuggets here that you won't get anywhere else. Like the Locks uh, television and film preference. We're going to keep it moving to the next question in our first round. Here we go. In a 2005 Hot 97 interview, the Locks, speaking of the Locks, uh, their member Jadakiss threatened to drop this on Diddy from a rooftop. Was it a brick, a penny, a refrigerator, or a toaster? Get those answers in. You got 15 seconds. One of my favorite pieces of media of all time. Yeah, yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah. You want to talk about content. This is like... You yeah. want to talk yeah. about content. You um, go to Hot 97 and threaten people with appliances. <laughs> By the or way, or bricks or pennies. Or whatever bricks or pennies. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. You never know, you know. <laughs> Open um, to whatever it is. One time, our mom had moved up from North Carolina, and she um, was just, like, trying to get rid of some stuff. And so she gave, she gifted us a toaster. She lives outside of um, uh, Times Square. And so she gifted me this toaster. I, uh, it was right during, um, there was like peak police presence in Times Square. So I was walking through Times Square with this fucking toaster. <laughs> and I definitely thought that the cops were going to um, search my bag and like do this whole thing. But thankfully, I got it home. The end. The answer is not the toaster, by the way. <laughs> the answer is not the toaster, yeah. but I wish it was. Yeah. <laughs> there was the red herring there. Everybody was like, oh, shit, he's talking about toasters a yeah. lot. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, what was the answer, gentlemen? Uh, a refrigerator. A refrigerator. A refrigerator. It 100% was a refrigerator. Yeah. Uh, what, a, what a classic moment. And, you know, in, in all of the retellings of hip hop for this year, Hip Hop 50, I don't know if the refrigerator threatening drop uh, got its I'll, proper due. Well, I would say. By the way, 
Didn't Mob Deep also threaten to throw a refrigerator at somebody? They in threatened like a to song? throw a TV at you. Oh, well, TV Prodigy yeah. threatened to throw. He wanted to throw a TV at you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he would throw a TV. Listen, what do you think this was before a flat for? screen, so I think yeah, it was yeah. like a, a, a fat yeah. big butt TV. Threatening to, to throw a refrigerator off is not the most original idea, but Jada said it louder, and it was on Angie Martinez's show. Yeah, yeah. It, it was such like a serious, like the room was going wild. Yeah. Fucking uh, uh, Styles was yelling, Sheik was sheiking. Yep. And Jada just waited like, and just was like, no man. <laughs> <laughs> No man. Sometimes a uh, double door refrigerator. Double door. Like he knew the exact (laughs) make and model that he was going to throw it. By the way, for anyone who doesn't know, and everyone should listen to Two Jews and Two Black Dudes review the movies, it is a lot of fun. Every episode is just really insightful and enlightening and, and hilarious. But Jada is like that in real life. Like they're all they're all like who they are in real life, but Jada speaks that exam that that same exact like type of speech, those references, the, the specificity is it's specifically him and it's it's I don't know, it's just the best. So if yeah. y'all are making a food order and the room is raucous, you're like, I want to get peace, I want pepperoni, I want the want fucking spinach. He's like, no man yeah. can ever stop a cheese pizza. Well wait, do you know Jada's order? No. This is real. Oh, I do know. Yeah. yeah. He it, wasn't it just is like it a, a, <laughs> wasn't it like a um just Wait, what would this be pizza from? Or cheeseless? It's so there's nothing except for the crust. He orders Jada just only crust. Gets the crust, but like the In outer crust. Jada orders the crust. Jada orders the crust, but like you have to cut out the middle. And you know this like from anecdotal experience. Like I, so I've heard like, of, I've heard this, but I didn't know it was just. I know, I didn't know the middle was missing. There's a great picture of like the pizza delivery person or whoever like made it or whatever. Took a picture of it and was like, "This is Jada Kiss's order," and sent it. But and then, then I fact checked with Jada. I was like, "Is this true?" And he was like, "Yes." He's like, "That's the best part the best of the part. pizza, and it's cooked correctly, <laughs> and so that's the best way to do it." Does it have like the little remnants of sauce or edges yeah, on yeah, it? Yeah. But also, like, so he can't have dairy or doesn't prefer dairy or something, and so he was uh, like, "Just get this all out the middle. I want just that." I definitely avoid dairy as well, and I have taken some crust. But I would, I would just order something else that isn't pizza. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're not Jadakus, obviously. Clearly, yeah. for a variety of reasons, I'm going to add this to the list. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. No man can stop the crust of a pizza. Uh, he's, this man is ordering pizza-less crust. Like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. He's a legend. He can do whatever he wants. No, I'm not, I'm exactly. not disputing it. Yeah. Um, we're going to move on to our next question. Get ready, because we're... Getting into it right now. An instrumental for this group's song was the entrance music for every episode of Dave Chappelle's Comedy Central sketch show. Was it A, Black Star, B, Dead Prez, C, The Roots, or D, A Tribe Called Quest? Get those answers in. You got 10 seconds. Some real okay player shit. Very okay player. That was four okay player groups in a row. I like it. Yeah, I mean, look. Okay, player is something, by the way, that we didn't talk about very much in the. Uh, oh, I know. In the blog era, I guess. Which I imagine people who were just like, "Hey, this isn't complete." Well, I'm sure that that's like the story of what your life has been since you published that, because as you said, it's such a there's such a vast landscape that yeah. you know people are coming out of the woodworks like, oh, "What about?" We went down to South by Southwest this year to announce this thing, and we did a sound check the morning of. 
and we left the sound check. It was a weird day in Austin. It was like it was like misty and and on the verge of rain all day. So the streets are empty. It's ten o'clock in the morning, and we're walking back to our hotel from the sound check at the convention center. And out of the shadows comes one person. Dart Adams. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you serious? No. Okay. Jeff. Yeah. Shouts to Dart Adams. Shouts to Dart Adams. Shouts Slurping up people's yeah. manuscripts, scribbling over yeah. like, no, that's incorrect. That no, but right somebody day. who did have a blog was just like, how come I'm not even asked to be like person number 151 out of the people you talk to? We're just like, wow, great start. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we're going to pivot back to this question here. Uh, what is your answer, you guys? I said Black Star. I said Dead Prez. Okay, we're going to hear that answer right now. Wow. Dead Prez. Wow. One, two, one, two. Oh. Wow. And now you would hear Cypher Sounds shouting over this. Yeah. Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. <laughs> Chappelle show. What's up? You don't know a lot about those guys. The the blues men sitting on the on the oh, yeah. green screen. Yeah. Does anybody know anything about that? No. Um, you guys were like so early to the worlds of comedy and hip hop sort of blending. Who in your experience has been like the funniest rapper that you that you've met? Uh, Cameron. Cameron's yeah, I mean, a good one. I yeah. mean, like it. It's also, like, people that we've had relationships with, too, right? Because, like, that's when you actually, like, get real funny interactions. But, yeah, I would say Cam, The, the Locks, Locks, Mac Miller. Bun B. Yeah. All very, very, very funny. Um, and then there's, like, people who are, like, sneakily funny. Also, like, there's a uh, Guap Dad 4000 is, like, super funny. Yeah. Wait, sorry. This, he's not a rapper, but Charlie Wilson. Oh, yeah, very funny. Uh, he was in our apartment. He, he, he we, we interviewed him for like an hour and a half. It's his like wife this, is there who like he attributes as like saving his life. And he was like, look, man, I had a long journey. Like I was on a lot of drugs and like this woman right here like saved my life. So she's there throughout the whole interview. And so like it's this like, you know, really just like meaningful conversation about his life being saved. And then he gets up at the end and he's in our apartment. And he points to our he, I mean, he's in our kitchen. So he goes, do you guys, uh, you you like guys to cook? cook? We're like, yeah, I mean, you know. And he's like, what do you, what do you cook? And we're just like, oh, I mean, salmon, chicken, whatever. Yeah. I, mean, I can do whatever. He was like, oh, me too. He was like, I like to cook. He's like, crack. I like to cook crack. And I was nice at it. I would make the shit pop. And we're just like. We're like, wow. Oh. Still like <laughs> yeah. that. Well, was thank, he like deadpan about it? Or was, yeah. he, was he laughing? Or? Oh, he was 100%. Like, okay. he, he thought it was the funniest thing ever. It was great. We're like, great. Yeah. Yeah. I, he used to. He used to Indulge from what I hear. Yes, sure he did. So, I mean, if I used to, you know, I, I used to, I say I don't smoke weed anymore, yeah. but yeah. I used to roll really nice blunts. Yeah, no, congratulations. So if I used to, yeah. to cut award some good crack, yeah, you know, award, award, award winning blunts, if you will, yeah. <laughs> I would probably have made award winning crack should I have chosen to indulge. Every opportunity you guys have to rub these award winning salts in my wounds here, award, award winning <laughs> blunts. Moving on to the next question. Here we go. Uh, final question in this round. Oh, God. And we're going back to The Rock. After Jay, which of these artists was the first to release an album on Rockefeller? Was it Amil, Beanie Siegel, Christian, or Memphis Bleak? Get those answers in and a hush falls over the crowd. This, this is kind of a tough one. We, you know, we got to pull out stumpers here as well. We can't just, you know, alley-oop all the time. Sometimes you gotta pull a stumper out. This is this was a stumper. I did say I was determined to lose, and I think <laughs> think I'm on that track. Okay, so we've got our answers in. 
I'm checking the uh, the stats here, and this was a stumper indeed. So, first of all, let, 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 let's let, let's raise the anticipation here. You had a question, Don, that you wanted to ask here. I did have a question. It's kind of a silly question, but it's still a question. If you could sign any artist today, or anyone you could think of. If you could put them on Rockefeller Records, who would you put on Rockefeller? Rockefeller Records in their heyday, Rockefeller Records. Oh, man. I, uh, this is going to sound like so home team, but like the locks. I think that would be... Imagine locks and state property like at their peak, battle on the same label. Bloodbath. That would have been amazing. Yeah. It'd be great. Uh, Foxy Brown. All right, oh, yeah. That's a, that's a great pick. Yeah. Yeah. That would have totally made sense. Yeah. yeah. That would have made too much sense almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, I put down the wrong answer, but I'm gonna. I'm changing. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you, you can do whatever you want. So, yeah. what, what is your answer? I wrote down a meal, but I believe that it's Christian. Okay. I chose a meal also. Do you want to change it to Christian? <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm gonna stick with it. So Jay dropped Reasonable Doubt in June of 1996. Yeah. And then all of these other artists put out albums. Uh, Memphis Bleak did Coming of Age in 1999. Right. Um, we had Beanie Siegel uh, did The Truth. In 2000, but in 1997, with their album Ghetto Serrano, yeah. is Christian, American male R&B group and production duo from San Francisco. Can we can we play a little bit of this? It's the rock. Oh, chill. Not my favorite Christian song. I would have picked Love for Free. Wow, award winning. Such a jam. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move on to our second round now. This round is more about lyrics. It's about rappers. It's about verses. This round is called Check the Rhyme. The points are now doubled. Oh, my God. All right, so we talked about him a little bit earlier. Now we have a question about him. Moving on to our next question. Check your phones. Wale created an anthem for this footwear brand in 2009. Was it Adidas, Lugs, Nike, or Vans? Get those answers in. Speaking of Lugs, have either of you ever... Owned a pair of lugs. No, never. But we almost did get sponsored by them. That is true. Really? Yeah, yes. we were going to do a video where we were doing like a hood workout, right? Like being outside on like the street signs, like doing pull ups and all that stuff. Yeah. That, but it never happened. But no. they did approach us. But this was this was lugs at its uh, low point. <laughs> um, wait, so uh, it said that thirteen percent got the Christian answer right. Who answered that right? Wow. Of course, Dan oh, of course, Charnas. Of course, Dan answered yeah. that question right. <laughs> Just another day in the life That's for right. Mr. Charnas here. Yeah. Which, which, which okay. I'm going to do, I'm sorry. I um, feel like that Lux campaign would have went off. I think so, too. Y'all would have brought yeah. up, y'all would have gave Lux a street credit. We had, we had yeah. a, do you think it's too late? I don't. <laughs> it's never too late know, for Lux. Yeah. Doja, Cat is, Doja Cat got Skechers in, the, in her pocket. Yo. I think it might be a Lux renaissance moment. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> the fucking spinners. Mm-hmm. Lugs. Uh, there was the there was the driving shoe that Flex had. Birdman had a shoe. Yes, yeah, that was the one with the spinners. No. Yeah, and yeah. It, and it could have been a uh, could have been us. Could have been us. Yeah, we should start a podcast about lugs, guys. <laughs> the rise and fall. Yeah, <laughs> the, the rise and fall of lugs. A limited <laughs> yeah. series. 
maybe six episodes. I don't yeah. know if we can go a full ten. I feel like you could do a few seasons. Oh, wow. You think so? Hey. Yeah. Okay, we'll discuss. We'll break it down later. Yeah. Um, the answer. Let's hear the answer, Don Will. Nike boots. Nike boots. By the way, I just want to say for the record that... uh, Are you being real right now? I'm being real right now. Nice. Jeff is the last person on Be Real. (laughs) Who are you broadcasting that to? Nobody. Bots. Um, Frank William Miller Jr. is on here. All right. Shout Shout out to Frank. Frank. Hey, what's good, Frank? Designed my game uh, box design here. How about that? That's a Frank William Miller Jr. That's pretty great. Um, I just want to say that like we, we covered a lot of artists over the ten and a half episodes that we did with the blog era. Um, one of them who I feel really does get left out of a lot of conversations and has such an incredible catalog and deserves to have his story out there. And the reason why his story has never been told the right way is because he does not get along with many journalists. But it meant so much to us as somebody who, like, we know very well to tell his story in full and let people, like, really, you know, understand why he is the way he is. Wale. I mean, the man really, like, is more than what he's been portrayed to be over the last, you know, 15 years. And he, he is a staple and pillar of the blog era. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's had a completely unconventional path and has sort of, like, touched so many different, like, sub-genres of, of hip-hop. And, like, you know, he's done his own style, and then he sort of has, like, adapted other styles. And, like, yeah, I, I thought that that was really excellent that you were able to feature him. You yeah, know? thanks. It's, um, it's a, you know, it's no one's got an easy road, but, you know, sometimes circumstances make things harder, and sometimes the person makes them harder. And, you know, he's just sort of been cast aside in a lot of conversations. I'll tell you what, though. He wins in life because in the Chris Rock movie Top 5, Jerry Seinfeld has the cameo in yeah. it, and he, they're talking about their top five rappers, yeah. and in the movie, Jerry mentions Wale as one of his top five, which, I mean, you know, they obviously have a working relationship. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how many, how deep in the crates Jerry's digging, but, no, you know. Extremely. By the way, this is and this is real, Wale hit us up uh, before the album About Nothing, Right, and he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna be in Houston with Jerry in the studio, and I need you guys to write a sketch for me." And so we did, and we sent it off, and we were really proud of it. And they didn't do anything with it. He was like, "This is great. We love it." We're like, "Oh, this yeah. is gonna be incredible." Just another lugs moment in our career. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you hear about songs getting cut a lot, but I've listened to a lot of rap albums with skits. I find it hard to believe that skits get cut because seemingly the barrier is if it, if you recorded a skit, it makes it onto an album. So, uh, well, we honestly thought it was going to be like a video sketch that they were going to do. Like, so we wrote it for them in the studio, and they had this really funny arc, and yeah, just never got made. Yeah, I blame Seinfeld. I, I, I do too. Jerry. I do too. Thank actually. you. Yeah. I think Jerry was was hating. You know <laughs> I don't have proof, but I got yeah. it. He had a vendetta about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Sean's okay. back up. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we're going to move into our next question in our lyrics uh, round. Check the rhyme. Here we go. Beanie Siegel makes a reference to this jazz icon on the third verse of Freeway's What We Do. Is it John Coltrane, Miles Davis, Kenny G, or Joe Pass? Get those answers in. You guys are... Either racking your memory banks or rushing to genius right now to see if you can uh, pull up the answer. While we wait, I just want to say we need to get justice for Kenny G. Kenny G's first album, 
G-Force. I don't know if you guys have heard this album. You probably have it. Go listen to it. Okay. Kashif did three songs on there. Kashif, of all people. Well, okay. okay. First of all, I thought you said Kashik did, and I was like... <laughs> Well, you guys know about the Locks Kenny G connect, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they did do a documentary like on the Ringer, right? Yeah, like, they did a, uh, it was on HBO. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah. It was through uh, the Ringer Films, films yeah. yeah. This is how I found out that Kenny G and Kashif worked together. Wow. And it was the documentary itself was pretty good because yeah. it shows Kenny G in a way that you never really. I mean, I don't really. I'm not like a big Kenny G fan, right? Yeah. But that was like, oh, this guy's kind of interesting. You know what I'm saying? It, do you? Uh, would you tune in to see Kenny G on Drink Champs? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I wouldn't tune in to see many people on Drink Champs, but Kenny G is the one. <laughs> Could you imagine Kenny G drunk, just talking shit? Oh, about, that'd be great. Yeah. For four hours. <laughs> four hours getting shit faced. Make some goddamn noise. Yeah. <laughs> Make some noise for Kenny G, y'all. Kenny G. <laughs> I worked uh, on a television show that was like a celebrity rap battle show, and Kenny G was on the show, and uh, he wow. was rapping. And then he was holding his sax the whole time. Um, it was very weird. I was doing interviews, like digital content with uh, all of the talent that appeared on the show, and like nobody could touch the sax. Like he would bring it in, and like, like there was almost a sa- I think there was like a sax handler who was there to make sure nobody got close to it. And it was like, dude, nobody's gonna want to pick up your sax. Like, wow. And there was a commercial break that they went to, and the DJ threw on. Uh, MOP's Annie Up, and apropos of nothing, Kenny G picked up his sax <laughs> and started soloing over Annie Up, and I was like, what is happening? Incredible. My brain the is melting sax right now. Solo Incredible. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> that sax solo robbed me. <laughs> Jazz that fool. Yeah. Um, thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Appreciate it. Dan Charnas, American treasure. And not just because he's laughing at my jokes. Uh, can we hear the answer here? Do, do we have it queued up? What uh, Beanie Siegel, uh, who he referenced on what we do? Coltrane. Yeah. Coltrane. I got another question about that song, though. Oh, go on. Who do you think had the hardest verse? The, the classic debate. Was it Freeway? Was it Jay? Or was it Beans? I, freeway? I think it's Beans. I'm a free, yeah, team free. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm I'm team free too. Yeah, you have to take a point away from Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we don't make the rules, but you do make the rules. Right, no, right, I'm sorry, right, we don't make hey, the rules. Yeah. Not that rule. I don't make control. that rule. No, no. I mean, like it, it, the the beat and the song sounds like it was constructed for freeway. It's he made it his own. Yeah, agree. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's fine. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to the next question. Here we go. And I'm, I'm doing this, I'm like sort of traffic control here, because I know left to our own devices, we might very well just cl- close the shit down and be here till midnight, because yeah. we can yeah. go down rabbit yeah. holes. Listen, I'll wash dishes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, stay tuned. That'll be the, the after show episode, yeah, yeah. Washing Dishes with It's Thrill. <laughs> um, all right. Here we go. Uh, based on the lyrics to Clips' Mr. Me Too, Pharrell recorded his verse a week after returning from this state with Sean Puff Daddy Combs. Did he get back from California, Colorado, Florida, or Hawaii? We're really testing the limits of your... This isn't just hip-hop lyrics, but there's geography, <laughs> maps. Yes, geography. This if you all look under your seat, there will be a compass. And, oh. uh, you'll be, no, no, just kidding. Uh. I'm sorry. Um, it's a letdown. Get those answers in. Okay, our time is up. 
Should we should we hear it? Let's hear it. There we go. He was, he out, was in out in Aspen, Colorado. Mm. Wow, zero percent on that one. Nobody. <laughs> wow. What were your guys' answers? I kept thinking you said Italy. I was like, wait. <laughs> he does say Italy. He in does that say song. Italy. Yeah. <laughs> the timeline is a little fishy because he's like, I was just in Aspen, but I was also just in Italy. It was like, well, it's Pharrell. He probably could do you know, it. Yeah. He, was in, he was in both in the same day. Yeah. yeah. What was it like, um, you know, finding a home for this and having it under the other tone umbrella? I mean, yeah. that's like, I imagine you guys must have been losing your minds when you found out that yeah. this show was going to, like, had the seal of approval from one yeah. of the greatest producers. Uh, we, we, uh, we worked on this project for three years. Two of those years were just, you know, straight up, ourselves you know just in this apartment crafting this thing not knowing that it would be anything it, when we when we initially conceived it we we're like oh this will take two months we'll put it out on the waste of time feed and then we'll get back to doing a, a regular thing and then it just kept going kept going kept going and we we pitched the thing around sort of softly to different companies and it never made sense but then we went out to LA and we got breakfast with our friend Scott Venner, who has been a long, long, long time supporter of ours. Like he says that we were his, we were the first account that he followed on Twitter. Now X, yeah. Um, <laughs> nice callback. So like, yeah. So he's like, you know, been in our corner for a very long time. But like, what he revealed during that breakfast was, wait, you guys are working on this thing. You should do it with us. We now have started a podcast company that nobody knows about. And so, like, okay, if you're going to team up with a Warner, for example, and then we spend 10 episodes being like, hey, the major label system maybe isn't all it's cracked up to be. That doesn't make sense. But if you right. partner with the guy who is the godfather to every single one of these artists, that is a storyline that we were with. And so we were like, let's let's do this thing. We are the first uh, project that Other Tone put out under their umbrella, which we feel very, very proud of. Yeah, You're the that. Jay-Z and to the Rockefeller. And... <laughs> And, and and it really we, we almost got Pharrell to be on the podcast itself, but he was in Aspen. He was well close. Or Italy. He he actually was. Uh, he had just uh, assumed the, position. Yeah, at Louis Vuitton. At Louis Vuitton. So it was like you know you either come on our podcast or. Yeah. But there were there Vuitton. were a few moments like that where we were we were going to talk to Rocky. At the Super Bowl. ASAP Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> Not the fictional character Rocky. That's boxer. right. Yeah. 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 Or the boxer, right. Yeah. Or uh, Bullwinkle. Yeah. yeah. But he, um, he was uh, busy. At the Super Bowl. At yeah. the Super Bowl. Um, there were a few other people that were very last minute, like, didn't make it, but it was a exciting yeah. sort of thing. But anyway, Pharrell being part of this thing is really a beautiful thing, and we're, we're extremely proud that we could tell the story and that, like, they supported us in a way that we didn't have to water it down. Like, that means yeah. the most to us. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So it was just so awesome to see, you know, just such a cool endorsement. And yeah. Like, yeah. I think it was, it was cool, too, because, like, again, like, you work on something. This was such a big swing for us. Like, there's a lot of people who might just know us for the five years that we did a weekly podcast, and they definitely didn't want us to, like, cease operations. And then you just disappear, and you work on this thing between the two of us quietly for so long people start to wonder like oh do they fall off what are they doing do like, they hate each other yeah honestly like Which a lot of people were just like do. oh yeah. this guy mike was spreading crazy rumors yeah, about yeah. you guys yeah <laughs> and and so to make the announcement and be like and we're doing it with pharrell was like 
it was it made us obviously like feel great, but it also was a little bit of a flex for people who were just like, oh, they they didn't fall off. Yeah, right. And it it, it came out such an uncompromised version of whatever. Like you know, like I've I've seen so many iterations of what you guys do. And this version was just the same as anything else, except for this time Pharrell was like, and name my boys. Yeah. yeah. Yo, we, we sent the trailer, the video trailer that we put together um, to Don Will probably maybe six months before the, the thing came out. And yep. you were just like, whatever you're going to do, <laughs> I'm with it. You're just oh. like, it. Like I'm so excited for this. And that, that meant a lot to us because we didn't share it with anybody. So we were just like. Yeah, like it, w- it was one of those things like I... Full disclosure, you sent it to me, and I immediately was like, I didn't send it to anybody else, but I was like, Vaughn, 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 some amazing shit is about yeah. to happen. Just get ready. He's like, what? Just trust me. Yeah. I can't tell you. Yeah. But it was, it was absolutely one of those things where, like, I was so prideful seeing it because, again, like, I've known you guys forever, so I've known you throughout the blog era. So I'm like, oh, who better than them to be custodians of that story? Yeah, you know? I mean, it, 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 it mattered, right? Like, we just didn't want to let vice or you know some outsider tell the story like we know these people and and we know the root of things and and as a journalistic effort too there was a lot of stuff we didn't know and so like the digging and the time and the effort that we put into like making sure that this story did get told and showing no favor to anybody um that was super important i love it and i love the work god damn it (laughs) (laughs) Make some noise, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I also love the moving in silence uh, MO because my adolescence was scarred by years of reading the Source magazine with like full, spray, full, full page spreads of albums that never came out or wow. would come out like, you know, years later. So I'm, I'm a big fan of like, you know, tinkering in, in the dark and then presenting the final product. And then when you get the Pharrell flex on yeah. it, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, we, we live in these very strange times now where, like, you know, it's, it's unusual for people to take a long time to perfect something. It's just yeah. all about, you know, making sure that you flood the streets. And it's just such a weird thing to get a break and then really launch into something and roll it out properly and then let people sit with that instead yeah. of just, like, following up with something else that's just, like going to fill time. We are the Sade's of hip-hop sketch comedy. That's right. Like that's, that's, I think, the best analogy. I think so, too. <laughs> that's what I've always said. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think the only thing that was missing was the Pharrell four count at the top of every episode. The, yeah, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, exactly the, that. Welcome to the blog era. <laughs> welcome. 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 <laughs> welcome to the blog era. All right, we're going to move on to the penultimate question in this round. In 2006, Dave Matthews Band collaborated with this group on their fourth album. Was it Beastie Boys, De La Soul, Jurassic Five, or Far Side? Get those votes in. We are go- there, there is no other hip-hop trivia night where we would have talked about all the things we just talked about, and then we're going into a Dave Matthews Band question. Sean, the fact that you <laughs> know this leads me to want to ask you a lot of questions. Hey, this is an open conversation, so we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll go there. But first, let's all get our answers in. 
Penultimate is such a great word, too. By great the way. word. It just say. makes you sound so much smarter than you are it, when you yeah, say it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. He, Why he, does Dave Matthews say Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci I think Gang, it was Gucci a, Gang? I think it was a Tonight Show thing. I don't know if Sean I, suggested I, that, I, too. No, no, look, they don't let me run the whole show over there. It's just I, I've got my little section of the, uh, the musical walk-ons. <laughs> I just realized I'm not playing on my phone. Guys. Oh. <laughs> well, you, but you know the answers. That'd be sort of... <laughs> True. Oh, not enough awards for Don. Need yeah, one right. more, right? Um, He's power hungry. <laughs> uh, Jeff and Eric, what are your answers to this I question? I said De La Soul. And I said Jurassic 5. All right, we're going to hear that answer right now. For many of you, this might be the first time that you've heard this cue. <laughs> um, but uh, let's get into it, yeah. The answer was Jurassic 5. Wow. <laughs> Shouts to Jurassic 5. Um, this feels like AI. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, look, uh, I'm not going to say that this is the best song in anyone's catalog. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I threw this in here because you guys famously had a song called Dave Matthews Bands. Correct, yeah. yeah. Um, so, which I could only assume is because you're of your undying love for the jam band Dave Matthews. There band. was no, a time. Actually, it's because of Jurassic 5. <laughs> There was a time when I, I did love Dave Matthews Band, and uh, and then when the, the the idea came to us, we were like, "Oh, this is obvious." So we were like, "Let's shoot a music video for this," and uh, <laughs> we were like, "Okay, let's have it be uh, us rolling around a mansion with like a wheelbarrow full of like stacks of cash, and everywhere we go, we're on hoverboards because those were super popular at the time. And then we'll be like halfway through, the hoverboards will run out of juice, and we'll carry them around, right? So we'll make this music video happen. Great. So we partner up with our great friend Rex Arrow, who did all of our music videos, all of uh, Mac Miller's music videos, and we're like, well, we need a mansion. And so Jeff is like, well, well, before that, Eric starts emailing all these people from our town, <laughs> their parents, and being like, hey. Um, you haven't heard from us in 20-some-odd years, but we would love if you let us go in your house with hoverboards and just, like, fucking have at it, like, just have our run of the, the place. And every single person was like, no? Like, what? <laughs> and then so, yeah. I hit up my... So my, my college roommate, um, who I hadn't spoken to in a while, but the first time I met him, he was like, I, my parents are there, I'm moving in, and my parents were like, what are you, you know, hoping to do? And he was like... Um, I want to make a million dollars by the time I'm 30. And then he did. <laughs> and so um, he has a very nice house uh, in Westchester. And so I uh, hit him up. And what happened was that um, they, they took the kids out for the day. They're like, we're going to the club and we'll go swimming at the club and like, you know, we'll, we'll have the a club, like the, the country club, the country club. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, you know, the kids will like go swimming and we'll have a nice relaxing time. You guys enjoy the house. Like, just go crazy with it. And we're like, okay. The first shot, they, uh, Ian uh, Rex Arrow starts up a smoke machine. And so, like, you have this big crew there, and they're all, like, getting everything. And there was ceilings this high, by the way, in this, this atrium. What and a house. The smoke, what a house. The smoke went up, and the smoke alarm went off. And all of a sudden, it was like you couldn't hear anything but this gigantic siren going off. And so the fire department showed up, the police showed up, there the, was another... The grounds crew, like, on this property showed up. It was like it was like in Something About Mary when, like, you know, he zips up too quick and everyone shows up all at once in the window. It was exactly that. 
And so the cops come through, and these are guys who have like never left town, right? And they got like they've been they work out like just upper body stuff, and they wear the short sleeve, and they all like yeah. and so they come to the door. We're there in Dave Matthews t-shirts, hemp necklaces on hoverboards spinning around, and and the cops are like, "Which one of you guys lives here?" And we're like, "Uh, <laughs> none of us circles. actually." And they're like, "Come out here, we need to speak to you." So and also, so the owners. My, my uh, college roommate and his wife both got texts from the property as well. And so they were calling up being like, hey, is everything okay? And all you hear is, ah, ah, and I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. Ah, ah. But music video came out great. To to, yeah, the video came out great. Yeah, yeah the video is fun. That yeah. backstory is amazing. Yeah. I had yeah. no idea any of that happened. Yeah. First shot. We're like, First shot. Hell? Yeah. And by that's, the way, oh, that's how Dave Matthews fan collaborated with Jurassic that's Park. Right, that's yeah. the story. We did, we did try to get Dave Matthews on the remix, which is like another thing. But anyway, was there contact made or no? And that's okay. a, that's a reason why we left our managers at that time. So, <laughs> look, you can't even get me Dave Matthews. What are you doing for me? That's here? right. Like, honestly, that's the point. Yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> um, all right, we've got one more question in this round. So let's the get ultimate, into it. the the <laughs> ultimate, or the post penultimate. Um, <laughs> Andre 3000's opening verse on International Players Anthem features a subtle nod to this soul singer. Is it Aretha Franklin, Gladys Knight, Patti LaBelle, or Luther Vandross? Get those answers in. You've got 15 seconds. Here, just, just play it real quick, and then I'll answer. <laughs> I mean, just for everybody else. You've got it, but just you know, to give everybody else a, a fair shot. Five seconds. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so hard to play a part of this song. I know. You just want to let the whole thing run, that, right? Yeah. We're just going to have to hear it. sit through some Andre when we do have it. All right. Well, let, let's hear it. Let, let, let's get into it. Let's, let's get into it. We'll run the clock down with this. This is a good way to run the clock down. Before we get to the line, Whoa. I want to know, know who, what, are the votes in? The votes are in. All right. Was that what you wanted to know before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the, the vote's been in. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Glad it's night. Glad it's night. <laughs> Dan Charnas so, and I got it right. A fun fact about this song is that on the pod, on you guys' podcast, yes. it was revealed that Pimp C was mad as fuck about this. Yes, like, wait, because, I don't remember this. Yeah, we had Jeff Sledge, who was the A and R, okay, for UGK, and he said that uh, Pimp C was livid that Andre would take the drums out. He was like, uh, just could not comprehend why in the world somebody would touch his drums. And he was like, none of this makes any sense. And Jeff was like, let's just try this. Andre's a little left to field, but like, let's give this a go. And look at what it did. I mean, I'm starting to think that the C... He was offended. The, the C in Pimp C must stand for cantankerous, because he also was famously not into doing the big pimping video with right. Jay-Z, right? Didn't want to get on the plane. But like, isn't there... Okay, as a well, creator, 
isn't there some part of you that's just like, yes, I appreciate that as an artist. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Put your like, foot down. Like, stand on it. Like, Pimp C just had such a strong, like, Pimp c Like, this is me. This is what I do. This is mine. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite Pimp C quotes is, I'm going to make him smell my cologne. That is... Really good. Classic. Really good. <laughs> Should have gotten a cologne deal off of that. <laughs> Should have gotten a cologne deal. You're We're going to move on to the third round. This is our sample round. This is all about samples, and it is called Digging in the Crates. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. shit. I'm sorry for that. We're going to bust your eardrums open. So... We're going to ask you a question. We're going to play you a sample, and then uh, you're going to have to answer a question about the sample. So, Diodato's San Juan Sunset was sampled on a single by this artist in 2007. I'm going to hit the, we're going to hit the sample, and then I'll pull the question up. Okay. So, let's hear it, uh, Don. It was on a single by this artist in 2007. Was it Cassidy? Lupe Fiasco? Q-tip or Rick Ross? Let's hear that again, Don. The sample? The sample. Get those answers in. All right. That was a good one. Yeah. That's a jam. It is Diodato for the win. Let's hear the answer. Yes. 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 Lupe Fiasco. I, guys, look. So, Wait, some, 88%? Guys, we're so on it? Yeah, but <laughs> Cassidy in 2007? <laughs> yeah. I, listen, Jeff, Jeff and I stopped in a store the other day, and they were playing. Uh, what is the what's the Cassidy and Mashanda song? I can't remember. Ah, no, so was, no, but, but it went into the hotel. Yeah, we yeah. were just like, "What is going on?" Yeah, a lot of Cassidy. I yeah. mean, if we're gonna talk about Cassidy, there's no way we're gonna talk about Cassidy without playing my favorite Cassidy song of all time. A banger. A true banger of a beat. How often do you play this? Yeah. Why was this queued up? <laughs> I watched this video at least two times. You wanted to open the show with this, too, and I, I was did. like, let's work it in later. Wait, wait for the beat drop. Dad was like, yo, this shit is hard. Hard. It's honestly not as good without seeing the video, but it's still good. <laughs> but I can't play that without playing. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I gotta. Oh, well, if we're gonna be talking about crazy beats, yeah, we gotta. I gotta play the the. You guys up on the RZA at Guitar Center? Oh. You guys know the Guitar Center uh, video that RZA did? He was demonstrating I a product. See this. Yes, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. This should go crazy. We probably should have warned beer wax, but people might start to turn up like at the tunnel, right? Yeah. Once the beat drops on this. Wait, here it comes. He about to go crazy. Give it like 10 seconds. 
This was for a product called Beat Machine, I believe. <laughs> it was called it's called Beat Thang. Beat Thang. <laughs> That's beat right. Thang. So yeah, this this went on to become Gravel Pit. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's not Gravel Pit. <laughs> what What do you think? Uh, you guys are familiar with this clip, or are yeah, you? Yeah. I'm not. Okay. It came out. I mean, like it was spreading like two weeks ago, right? Oh, really? It, it, it yeah. has a resurgence every yeah. like couple of years, where like people are just like, listen to this dog shit. Yeah. Uh, what do you, What do you think was going on that day? I think that Rizzo was having um, an episode like I normally do, where it's just like you just press a bunch <laughs> of shit, like. I remember I would, I would uh, always experiment. I don't know how to play piano, but I would always, like, go to places uh, that did have Casios, and you would just hear, like, every single random sound and be like, meow, 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 meow. Uh, we, okay, so we, we worked on the project for three years. Much of that was writing it and then being in the studio to actually record it, both, uh, you know, all of our vocals, the voiceovers, and the bespoke soundtrack that Greg yes. made, uh, we videoed everything. And Greg's Greg wife... Greg did a fantastic job. Thank Greg, you. Shout out to Greg. Shout, shout out to Greg. To Greg. Greg I think Mayo. I might have texted y'all after hearing the first yeah. episode, like, the music. Yeah. No, okay. but like, here's, here's what I love about you, is that you recognize all the small things that we had, like, as inside jokes, you got, and you're like, oh, I see what you did with the, like, you know, Def Jam and Def Jam and Def yeah. Jam and Def <laughs> Jam, and, and we're like... Oh shit! Like this, like, this stuff really like resonates, which is really awesome. So thank I, you. I, I would text more, but I'm like, I don't want to just be like a nerd in it. No, <laughs> no, no so of course the, the, not. Yeah, no. The four minute thirteen second mark, <laughs> you guys really ate that shit up. But we, but we did this whole thing. And we videoed it. We put these videos together, and so people could like we could market it that way in a way that was like behind the scenes, and. In in the studio, you see Greg working at his like you know setup. With all the instruments around him, I'm to his right, and I'm, like, very much involved in, like, you know, making this thing what it is. And, and I, it, had, I had stuff to do on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and so Greg's wife saw the video and sent it to her mom, and her mom was like, the guy in the back is not doing anything. <laughs> I was napping. He was napping. <laughs> Look, she was like, it looks like he's sleeping. You go to Twitter to see what's trending, and you want to make sure that the music is on trend because, you know. You're, oh, sure. That's yeah. also not Call her right now. Call the mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Also, yeah. you know, Rick Rubin gets in the studio and, like, just kind of sits there. Yeah. You're the Rick Rubin. Yeah, like, and, you know, it's about vibes, right? That's it's about vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Rubin famously said, I don't know anything about music. I just know what I like. There you go. But that is untrue. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to have been an interesting angle that people ran with. It was probably very good for his book, but yeah, yeah I, I didn't totally... Yeah, see, yeah. Dan's giving me the, the double thumbs or something, or finger drum with the... He's giving you index. the fingers. Yeah. I like that because it's like, it's like, for one, 60 Minutes felt like what it was like when, when like certain rappers would come over to our apartment for a waste of time and they'd sit down and they like just came home from jail and they'd be like I didn't do anything and we're like alright moving on <laughs> and we are not going to be the people to challenge you on that so, don't worry uh, about that yeah there yeah. it is alright All right, we're going to move Welcome on home. to our next question uh, Ellie Goulding's Don't Say a Word was sampled on a Jay-Z featuring song by this artist let's hear that Ellie song the Ellie song Yes. I want to make sure I'm playing the right yes, song. Yes, yes. Okay. Cassidy, is that what you said? No. <laughs> it's all Cassidy. 
It's a Jay-Z featuring song by who? Is it by Drake, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, or J. Electronica? Get those answers in. Ten seconds. It's really fun to play the samples. It's an incredible sample. I, I love it. All right, our time is up. Let's hear the answer, Don. It's that pound cake by Drake. Yeah. Drizzy. Truly a blog era era champion. Oh, my God. From the blogs to the world. That motherfucker. I want to say this, too. Um, We... uh, we, it, it meant a lot to us, and this is why like Pharrell was like really important. Uh, it meant a lot to us to include songs from the blog era in the blog era podcast, and because Pharrell asked, Drake cleared, uh, started from the bottom, and for free. Amazing. So that he was really kind. For yeah. free. Yeah. For free. For free. You saw what I did. There. I, yeah, <laughs> yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of finger guns. I'm doing all the finger commentary tonight on the podcast. So <laughs> it, just know if you're listening, you weren't here in the room. Uh, you're getting the full fingered account here. Yeah. A little gross, right? Uh, what, what, do we want to talk about Drake right now? Like it seems like there's a whole thing, and with with your guy Joe Budden, yes. like what? Oh yeah. Have you have you guys been kept abreast of this? Clearly, you must have. About Drake and Joe Budden? Drake first and Joe Budden. Wait, did something it. happen? <laughs> yeah. Are, Are they, they okay? okay? <laughs> uh, uh, it, was, it was really, really good timing for the Blog Era podcast for that second really? wave. Yeah. But, I was um, very happy to jump on that and be like, hey, for the, uh, you know, this, this, this commentary is very complicated. Yeah. But you know what? You know what? Okay. So for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Drake and Joe go way back. Uh, Drake kind of grew up on on Joe just like he grew up on Little Brother just like he grew up on The Clips but like Joe's emotional music that he put up post-Def Jam was super important to someone like Drake and you hear a lot of it and you see like how he lived his life in certain ways and he you know he, he definitely looked up to Joe um, as people grow as people get more famous and successful and more adult like you know you don't want to admit that so much anymore Joe wants him to admit that and and Drake doesn't like when his one-time hero critiques him and those things don't exactly uh, mesh. Yeah. So that's what we that's where we found out like, you know, uh, their re- current relationship this week, which is kind of acrimonious and very much out there in the public. But there's a lot of people who have select selective memory and are like, "Yeah, fuck Joe Budden. He doesn't have any idea what he's talking about. Why should he have an opinion?" And like, what was he but a failed rapper? And that's what Drake said. And then Jeff was like, hey, maybe you should go listen to the first episode of this podcast and then the second episode and then maybe the third and come to some sort of conclusion on like where Joe Budden fits and where Drake fits and all of that. Yeah. But it was very important to us. Again, we didn't tell anybody shit ahead of time, especially that Joe Budden was going to be the center of the first episode of right. this podcast. Yeah. And we dropped that and people were just like, I don't know about this thing. And those same people were then like, oh, no, this makes all the sense in the world. And we really understand how you equated Joe's career and and 
you know, Jeff that, fall that journey, that, yeah. yeah, as part of like the system crashing and what happens and why the blogs can then raise up. But it was it was very interesting this week to see people both both like pillars of this thing in the news about music ostensibly and yeah. we could be like, Yeah, you want more on them? Yeah, come Go over listen. here. But um I will say, so I'm not somebody who enjoys podcasts, not somebody who listens to them. I don't subscribe. I don't walk around and, you know, listen to three dudes on a mic uh, dissecting shit. Um, so, but at uh, 6 a.m. on Wednesday morning, bore his eye up, listening to Joe Budden for four hours straight. <laughs> somebody sent me a private link, and I was first one to click that shit. I was like, let's go. <laughs> Wait, I think that's the most interesting thing, just to pull a part of that out. You're not into podcasts? No. But uh, well, no, listen to mine. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like you, 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 you have enough of it in your life through doing one that you don't need to intake more? It's just more? like a drug dealer, right? Like, it's like you don't, you don't get high on your own supply. You know, I understand. Like, I don't listen to a lot of music podcasts. I listen to a lot of, like... The Daily, or like, um, there's a show called Heavy. Wait, when you said The Daily, you said it like The Guy. <laughs> the, daily. the Daily. <laughs> this is The Daily. Yeah. yeah, I listen to that shit a lot. I listen to a lot of like, it's how I keep abreast of like world, world news and yeah, like yeah. other yeah. things like that. But Oh, see, I go to Rumble. Uh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. That, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I seemingly so, only listen to podcasts at this point, and I feel guilty about it that, like, well, I listen to podcasts more than I listen to music these days. And, like, there was I've a, listened to more music here tonight. <laughs> There's so much music out there, it makes me not want to listen to music. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, it's it's right. You get lost in it. It's too know? much. It's too much to keep a handle on. So, And as a DJ, I just have given up on trying to stay current. Yeah. Like, adding shit to sets is too much. But there was somebody who said they had a... A, li- a, sl- a Joe Budden sleepover where we listen oh, to I saw that. the podcast. Yeah. That was such a weird thing to yeah. read nah. that a person would do. Oh, the guy said nah. he, he had 27 well, friends sleeping over. Yeah, that was a bit, though. Yeah, I don't I know, know why, but, like, that's, that, that to me, a, like, reads like a bunch of guys watching porn together. Like, like <laughs> you're supposed to listen to a podcast by yourself or maybe with one other person, but, like, I don't know. <laughs> All right, I made it weird. We're going to move on to the next question. Uh, we're here with It's The Real with Almanac of Rap Questions. Listen to all of our podcasts despite our uh, mixed review of the platform itself. So uh, we're going to talk about a Cool in the Gang sample. The song is called Soul Vibrations. I'm going to ask you which of these artists has not sampled this Cool in the Gang song. Let's hear it. Is it A Tribe Called Quest? Joe Budden... LL Cool J or Ludacris? Which of these artists has not sampled it? Let's run it back again, Don. Five seconds. Woo! All right. Our time is up here. We've got our answers in. So we're going to go on a little musical time travel here. Let's do it. Well, first of all, let's go with, I think, what is already on the tip of our brains, because we were just talking about the man. We had, of course... Drake? Oh.
Welcome to the Joe Button sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> that, by the way, we're locking the doors. This is going to be a Joe Button sleepover tonight. So I hope you guys packed a toothbrush. We have a communal one. If not, we'll pass it around. Um, next up, I, I think this is probably one of the, the, probably the second most prominent use of it, uh, with a very prominent remix. A Tribe Called Quest featuring Buster Rhymes and the rest of the leaders of the new school and Kid Hood scenario. Got to get to one part of the song real quick. That was it. Hood! <laughs> Just love that. I love that intro. All right, this is the moment of truth here. Peace to Gangstar. One of these artists did, and one of, it's between LL and Luda, so let's hear who sampled it. One Off of my his 1990 Luda album, Mama Said Knock You Out, LL Cool J. Also, where Run the Jewels got their name from this LL ad lib. Run the Jewels, Run the Jewels. Pretty incredible. I love LL Cool J, man. The greatest. The greatest of all time. One might even say, if you were into making acronyms, you might call him a GOAT. Holy shit. Right? Did you just make that up? I did. Wow. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> people wagging their fingers at me right now. No, no, no. A whole sea of people, 27 of them. <laughs> You're listening to Finger Talk with Sean Cantrowitz. Um, <laughs> all right, we've got a couple more left in this round, and then we're going to be out of here. So this is the penultimate question. Wow. There's that word again. Yeah, there he is. The like penultimate question. Yeah. I'm getting a sea of thumbs up now. Um, okay, so we're going to be listening to the Ohio player's Little Lady Maria. Let's hear it. It was sampled on a song by this artist. Was it Fat Joe? Ms. Lauren Hill, Nori, or Puff Daddy? This one was hard for me. I had no idea what the song was. Wow, really? No idea. Oh, it was sampled. I was like... I was like, three people did? <laughs> All right, let's, let's play it back one more time, that beginning. All right, who sampled it? All right, who did sample it? Where is it at? Oh, there we go. In my defense, I didn't really, I didn't listen to this album. What's that? I didn't, in my defense, I did not listen to this album when it came Puff out. Puff Daddy and the Family, No you, Way this Out. This is all I listened to. <laughs> I remember the album because I remember, like. Do you know who wrote that song? Who? Jadakiss. Are you really? Sure? Yeah. That's. Oh, you totally hear it. You can hear it. Yeah. yeah. By the way, wait, can you just play the hook? The hook is so good. Mommy, man, I I wanna be a mommy girl. Yeah. 
Serato. Baby, come to me. Shouts to Serato. Wow, that's really good. My favorite thing about Diddy as a rapper yes. is that you can always tell who's, who, he's, who wrote the rhyme. Yeah. So first time <laughs> we ever it. met Clark Kent, Jeff and I were in L.A. for... Um, ASCAP. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. We were at the ASCAP Awards. And Clark walked up to us. This is like an ongoing thing where like someone walks up and just like says something really nice to us and then leaves. And we're like, but Clark, we're like, wait, wait, uh, one question. And he's like, what's up? Because he was just like, you guys are doing incredible shit. And he was like, I'm I'm a fan. And then walks away. And we're like, no, 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 hold on. Uh, Who's your favorite ghostwriter for Puff? And he was just like, sauce. And we're like, okay, why? Sauce money. And he was like, yeah, he was like, because you can't tell that it's him writing it. That's wow. You know what? Because the thing is, Sauce Money. Yes, he's Sauce Money. He's incredible. But you don't know enough of his catalog to know when it's him. Yeah. Like Puff Daddy rapping as Pharaoh Mach. We know. (laughs) That's the first thing that that I thought of. Oh my god. We know who it is. (laughs) Yeah. Anybody really, for that matter, with Puff writes. But when it's Sauce, you can't really tell because you don't know Sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you think wrote that hook, though? That? Someone Spanish? I, I, no, Someone. no. I think Jada wrote that. What? Mami yeah. Benaki? Yes. I want to be... That's, that's, that's obviously someone who's a native speaker. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> listen, I recently revisited this uh, album because we did we do these uh, programs on the questions called Making Illmatic where we listen to an album and we try to trim it to 10 songs. And it hasn't come out yet, but we did this one. And it made me... I, I bumped this album religiously when yeah. it came out. It yeah. might reveal my age a little bit, but whatever, it's fine. Like it, it was, it, I was listening to underground stuff, I was listening to this album. But I hadn't revisited this in a while. And there's like a really awful skit uh, prior to this, which I'm grateful for because there were a lot of songs from this era where they put the skit at the front of the song and then you couldn't skip it. Oh, right. But it's basically Puffy in bed with a Latina lover <laughs> and she's trying to teach him how to speak Spanish. <laughs> and I, the, the butchering of this Spanish language has never been so flagrant than in this <laughs> skit. It is absolutely atrocious. Are you pulling it up right now? What? No, I'm just looking at the track listing to remember why I didn't get into this album. So, Senorita was towards the end of the album, so, you know, maybe if you were in a hurry, you only yeah. listened to the first half. And then... It was, my Jansport straps were really tight. That's Got all it. I can say. <laughs> I was so deep into underground. Wait, so you, that, were, in, you were in Bone Thugs? I was, I was, um, I was fucking Rasco. And oh, just, I was yeah. planted straight, yeah. I was like, oh. Every day was a lyrical miracle yeah. spiritual for but you. But I did, I did buy the album. <laughs> So okay, you know you like to support the art form. <laughs> <laughs> I bought you know, the album so that I could be like, well, that's one more off the street. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I took it to a burning in my church's yeah. parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, look, it, it you'll hear when you when the episode comes out because you guys all listen to podcasts, right? But uh, <laughs> it it has aged well. I would say it has aged well. Like Looking it, at the track list, it absolutely did. It's got some just bangers on it, too, you know, from that era. Yeah. For, you, you can't really That's tie. what they did. They, they, they invented the remix. They were coming yeah. out with bangers. And that music, while I also sometimes had the Jansports tightly strapped, 
oddly now, this stuff is like digging in the crates crew for me. Like, when, when compared to like more contemporary music that I might be less into, this stuff is like super. Oh, guys, we are so opposite of you guys. <laughs> we were just like. Yeah, we didn't have backpacks. We were like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, we carried around Trapper you, you God's book, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you God book. Did you, have you circled back to some stuff that was more underground? Like, have you gone through, like, a similar, or do, do you no, sort of... No, you know what I've circled back on, and this is 100% true? We were such Jay-Z stands that when Jay and Nas started battling, we cut Nas off and never listened to his stuff again. And then when they pieced it up, we're just like, oh, okay, we're all back good. So, honestly and truly, what, you know, talk about, like, new music that we've, like, listened to that's broken through. The Nas and Hit Boy stuff is so good. Yeah. And that's really, like, on repeat. Uh, I was, I don't want to, I don't want to brag. I don't want to be, like, you know, showing my bona fides too much. But uh, I was listening to MF Doom the other day. Wow. So, what? Yeah, wow. No big deal. Wow. You know? Yeah. That, that's, that's heavy. That's a heavy <laughs> Well, it's really close in the iTunes library to Dave Matthews' band. That's right. The MA yeah, and the yeah, MF. Right. So, right, you know. Oh, the guy, the, he worked with Jurassic 5? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. The, that Jurassic 5 guy. That's you right. get it. That's you right. Get yeah. it. All right, we have one final question in this round, and we're going to determine uh, who this winner is. So uh, we're going to get into it. This is a song that has been sampled by a lot of people. Um, it's called I Got The, and it's by Labby Sifre. Am I pronouncing that name right? You are. Yeah. So... Um, all of these artists have sampled this song. We're going to play you a couple different parts of it, too. Put them in order from who sampled it last to who sampled it first. So this is a different kind. It's not multiple choice. You're going to so move around and put in order here. It's chronological order from who from last first? to first. Oh, okay. All right. Here's, here's this song. We got Jay-Z, Eminem, The Beat Nuts, and Miguel have all sampled this. Yeah, yeah. Same song. Get those answers in. And our time is up. I feel confident. I don't know why. You said you feel confident? I feel confident. I like that. I like that energy. Yeah. I mean, you got 14 podcast awards under your belt. So I'd walk into bars and I just actually, knock people out. I just got a text. It's up to 15 now. <laughs> and still counting. Yeah. We'll be tracking the progress all night. Stay tuned to this live podcast. That's right. Uh, we'll, we'll get the answer. So... You guys have all put them in order, and now we are going to go from most recent to earliest. So, most recent to earliest? Oh wait, guys. No, it's sampled first. It was no, no, no. Oldest. You guys put them from first to last, but I'm, now I'm going to do it in reverse order. That's how I'm going to reveal the answer to you, guys. <laughs> I'm sort of into this mutiny that's happening. Though. <laughs> what? This is an outrage. Well, I was like, wait, we didn't review where the escape exit is. Just in case things get real. <laughs> okay. None of this matters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. It's all pretend. In another 40 to 60 years, we'll all be dead. Too dark? All right. right. Um, okay, so the person who used it most recently, in 2012, 
It was the title track off of his breakthrough album, Kaleidoscope Dream. Miguel. Salam Remy, I want to say. This is a Salam Remy track. Salam is incredible. All right. Heavy, heavy. Now we're going to go back to 1999. The Beat Nuts sampled it on their album, A Musical Massacre, Beat Nuts Forever. Beat nuts go crazy. Beat oh nuts go crazy. 98, early, obscure rapper you might have heard of. Which means that the first artist to sample this song was none other than friend of the show. <laughs> sure, we can say that. Your boy Jay. Wow. Oh, oh, oh. Also, we got to talk about Jay Z's ad libs. Oh, oh, oh. Now, <laughs> what era? What era of Jay Z ad libs are the best era of Jay Z ad libs? I like. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, that is pretty great. Um, I like. Oh, oh, oh. I would agree. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's the sound of four podcasters running out of steam towards the end. Um, we have totaled your scores. Oh, boy. We currently have, in first place, no, you know what? Let me, let me do this more dramatically. Yeah, do from last place. <laughs> oh, we'll keep it to third place here. In third place, with 170 points... Billy June, Billy hey! June, shout out to, shout out to podcast June. royalty as That's well. Right. Like, let's just say, like, an honor to have you here in the building, sir. Juan Epstein, Juan Ep is life. Yeah, yeah. Juan Ep is dead. Juan Ep is dead. Yeah, and various other yeah. iterations. Were you involved in the other Juan Ep with uh, with Mass Appeal? No, no we, we don't, don't talk about. We that don't one. claim that. <laughs> it's like the uh, J and R Kelly albums. We don't talk about those anymore. <laughs> Um, in second place, we have DLC with 180 points. Hey! Dan Charnas, hey! celebs in the, the house. The only tonight. surprise is that Dan didn't fin- finish first. Exactly. That is, yep. that's because in first place with 200 points, the rare element makes a noise for the rare element. Let's go! Truly a rare element. Oh, how about that? Killed it. Killed it. This was amazing. Um, you win a copy of the game. I will hey, give you a copy of the questions wow. game. Uh, not that you need the help. You're clearly very good at hip-hop trivia, but maybe you could school somebody else in your life about it. 
<laughs> okay, he's he's fixated on his failures here. He's, he's <laughs> taking this moment to, to fixate on, on his shortcomings. Uh, but we are so happy that you all came out here. Uh, and thank you to Jeff and Eric. Oh, man. Clap it up. Thank Show you, guys. For the 20-time award winning. Hey. era <laughs> podcast. We just, just, the no, news just The broke. ticker just run by. It was, yeah. it was 20, 20 times. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a thrill to be here, guys. We really appreciate you guys for thinking of us. And it's really fun to, to be back on this on this stage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'll be able to listen to this later. Not not you, because you don't do that. Not Jeff. I just no. don't agree with the art form. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not right. It's just not right. I get it. I totally get it. Um, any other plugs or things we want to do? No more plugs, man. I'm just happy you guys made it out. I'm happy you guys are soaring. I can't wait to see where you go next. You know what I'm saying? Thank you very much. Go listen to the Blog Era podcast if you have not. Run it up again. Yeah. Like, do you, do yeah. we get residuals every time somebody plays a podcast episode? We get so much money every time somebody <laughs> plays it. Like It's like it's crazy. Every time somebody uses the word blog, if I'm wow. not mistaken, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Guys, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Thank you, and good night. Good night. Good night.